Hello everyone. Welcome to our Growth Fit interview series. My name is Ashwin. As you know, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Custom Fit. So today, let's welcome our guest Utkarsh. Uh, Utkarsh heads, uh, you know, uh, growth and product growth at a company called Airmage, um, and also he is one of the, you know, uh, he also runs his own podcast podcast show. Um, let's hear from Utkarsh, uh, you know, uh, a, a quick intro about him, and also we want to know that. How he started into this marketing journey, uh, you know how he shaped up his career okay, till this point. All right, thanks for inviting me, Ashwin. Uh, my name is Utkarsh Rai, and I started my journey. Uh, I mean, it's it, it, it's kind of a stereotypical journey if you talk about uh, in the Indian graduate, uh, you know, space. Like people graduate uh, as engineers and then decide what to do next. So uh, I am I'm, I'm I'm kind of you know was there in terms of you know I finished my graduation in 2014 and then realized that you know what's next. So uh, at that time uh, uh, in, in so I was in Gurgaon at that time. So there was a lot of uh, startups we were sprouting out during that time, and I happened to encounter one like you know uh, I started working as an intern in this organization called Metal, mm-hmm. uh, which was a talent assessment company. And because it was a very lean team, uh, I got the opportunity to start in the product team, uh, spend uh, some two months there as an intern, and then uh, soon enough, because you know uh, what you know about startups and lean team is that you get a lot of responsibility. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, so I, I started getting a lot of responsibility in the team. Uh, I ventured into different different teams. So, uh, though I started in the product team, they did not had an opening there. So I started with uh, the operations team. And I was there for uh, like a couple of months in the operations team, uh, understanding the business, how we're generating revenue, how to to service customers, and all of those things. And then after some time, you know, there was another project in analytics. So my founder, a co-founder uh, Tanmay, uh, decided that you know because this is a new guy and he was, he was keen to handle a lot of responsibility, let's you know move it to a different function. Okay. And then I, I tried some bit of analytics, uh, and then. Uh, again, there was a requirement in the product team, so we started building a new product called uh, the standardized assessments. Uh, we were kind of mm-hmm. benchmarking it on uh, American standards of uh, assessments and all of those things. So that was like you know my experience of working closely with the product team. And after Got doing it. a lot of stints in different teams, uh, I kind of you know uh, thought that you know I'm been someone who's been pushed around into different teams where I don't have like one place to start or maybe you know uh, spend time in terms of. Scaling my uh, career from, uh, mm-hmm. and that was the time when you know our founder Tanmay suggested that why don't you give a career assessment test, which was <laughs> uh, created by the Metals team, uh, which we used okay. to you know uh, give it to other people to find where their you know uh, personality lies in terms of uh, mm-hmm. as as a part of the career. So I gave that test, and there were like three options for me. Uh, first option was that I can be a good lawyer. <laughs> and now, if I talk about uh, my family, like everybody's a lawyer in my family, so my oh, parents, is it? Okay. Uh, yeah, is a practicing judge, uh, and my mom, uh, my father was is a practicing lawyer in the Supreme Court. My sister is a lawyer, so oh. that was one thing I did not wanted to do. <laughs> right. So I just oh, like yes. yeah. crossed the first option. Second okay. option was I I can be a psychologist. Uh, so there I realized that uh, even though I had a lot of curiosity around that subject, I did not have a Did not had any formal education. Uh, so I thought that it would be a tough time for me to scale from uh, wherever I started as an engineer to you know becoming a psychologist or like you know doing certain things about it. And next was marketing, and that uh, was I think one place I thought that you know which I haven't tried yet in my career. 
and it has a flavor of psychology if if you think <laughs> it in, in a way that you know it has yeah. like a great understanding of uh, knowing that how visitors or your customers or you know people behave uh, and how how you can basically understand those things and then use it in in terms of selling or you know building value for 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 these people so that's how i got into marketing and man then, this yeah. is <laughs> the whole journey is so such transformational right like basically from where you started and okay how you now how it went and how it developed itself that that's a great to hear yeah. and and tell me utkarsh like you know can just i would like to understand a bit about your current company and what kind of the marketing philosophy you know you follow to keep the spirit up all right so i am currently working at airmeet uh, i am the lead product uh, marketer there so uh, airmeet is an events platform for hosting virtual and hybrid events uh, if i talk about our philosophy uh, it's usually you know whatever we try to do is it has a flavor of being young and some bit of maturity in terms of you know how we are trying to do things uh, we be it problem solving be it you know uh, building host of uh, you know use cases around uh, helping say education industry to do their career fest uh, helping saas companies to launch products through through events you know and like multiple different use cases so uh, being young and mature is something which we follow in pretty much everything we do not just marketing like if you see our uh, product design you'll see that you know on one side it, it it's a dark theme uh, pro- like you know designing and everything and in the nudges and everything you'll see that you know there is some element of a mascot coming in and you know trying to uh, humorize with you so that that that's a, that's a philosophy we we follow and even the marketing space uh, how we kind of write our campaigns or the tonality of our business is is uh, you know follows that uh, as a theme yeah uh, basically i follow like basically i'm following airmeet since some time okay you know congratulations on the super success what you guys initially you know started getting right uh, and and also i liked uh, the entire theme thing like basically i been into this video industry for almost 9 years thing right so i worked for like even myself okay was part of blue jeans as a founding team member right the one thing i liked about the airmeet is the simplicity to use it out and uh, the you and i should definitely give credit to your ux team uh, the way they formulated the entire uh, you know the virtual session and all it's, it's really great like it's something very cool and self intuitive and uh, and and also actually i receive uh, the regular emails with your name uh, the marketing emails so sometimes actually i forward it to my team that okay why can't we use these kind of the technique okay you know see how they formulated this email thing what's the for- follow up formula over there okay your newsletters and all that's really great utkash like uh, you know because i closely follow you that's where you know we are also trying to get some of the learnings from that and we are applying to our own marketing efforts there yeah i mean you know one thing uh, which we have recently started doing is like to have a very young kind of a you know writing style and we're talking in narratives now like instead uh-huh. of you know being out there in terms of uh, telling about what what airmit is all about how how you should mm-hmm. host events and all that we're trying to build stories around each of these things and so that you know people understand and uh, compare through in terms of their own experiences right and when you kind of uh, have that narration in place or talking about uh, how it can you know benefit their life how we can enhance things which they are already uh, doing on and how does if they it feeds into their aspirations uh, right like uh-huh. if they see themselves becoming from a community manager to somebody who's like hosting the entire uh, you know sphere of uh, all the leads and everything for whatever objective they have uh, how they kind of see themselves taking that uh, you know ladder 
while using airmit as a vehicle airmit as a tool right uh-huh. uh, so we don't don't want to be uh, the sword or you know or uh, like the uh, the i mean the light we we want to be companions for them makes sense makes sense right so since actually we got that point right can you tell me how to make a custom basically how to make the customer interactions more engaging like what is that one important technology or tool you you know that is must to have in your tech stack yeah if i talk about uh, i mean making things engaging uh, i think you need to first start with doing a lot of research about who you are talking to right like it's easier uh, for you and i to talk about uh, the you know the video space the meetings the, uh, the event space because we we have something as a com- commonality among the mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. like if i know that you are also a football fan and then you know we we follow the same club or something like that we have more things and engaging things which we'll be you know talking about so having doing cert- certain amount of research into what are the things you like uh, what are the things you maybe you know you you and i can be friends on uh, maybe hating the same person <laughs> or you and i can be friends for be you know fretting about the same uh, mindset or psychology or, or could be anything right like there there are multiple ways of building a connection so i think yeah. you need to spend yeah. some time in terms of doing that so any platform or tool which helps you do that like you know if i talk about lead enrichment clearbit uh, uh, built with bombora these are like few platforms which helps mm-hmm. you enrich leads right correct Right. and with that you kind of have some level of understanding in terms of what are they liking this liking which industry they operate in and all of that and then mm-hmm. there you have some understanding of their challenges and pain points right that is enough for you to then start and you know like get a hook out of uh, the marketing messaging or everything on so once you get that right you got the research right with these people things like everything else Uh, is is just execution uh, in, in that space so like you can build theme ideas uh, from that then you can start using that in your social media strategy because you know what kind of people you want to attract right and then story stories will start to build from there got it got it no that does so make a lot of sense uh, uh. i am not a fan of using a lot of tools because uh. Uh, like i don't think that marketing is all about being a master of multiple tools it should be uh, around you know uh, having an understanding and you know a framework to think correct, marketing is correct, not correct. Uh, knowing a, knowing a lot of tools and how what they can do definitely tools are something which helps you in executing things but it's more about how you can think or how you think about solving a problem no that that makes a lot of sense right now if like let's talk about the techniques in sense like what techniques do you use to know like for example what features uh, you know are most liked or disliked by your customers how do you study the customers pulse yeah so uh, as as i talked about researching about the customer we also spend a lot of time in terms of understanding usage so if i am uh-huh. uh, say so i me as a product marketer i my, my if i talk about my uh, challenges or kras it's first around launching products then uh, building awareness and adoption around the uh, uh, products which we have launched and then see uh, what kind of a revenue impact or engagement we can drive through through these things which recently launched right so two things which tells me or gives me an insight into uh, what's happening at a customers end is their usage metric then uh, what industry or you know uh, what sphere they come from so what are going to be their pain points what are the things they will be looking to solve right then i would look into what their peers are doing 
So if uh, mm-hmm. I am talking to you and you are say a moderately engaged customer, uh, and then I, there's there's another customer who comes from your space from the same space as you, and that that's a highly engaged customer. I would try to get in insights from the highly engaged customers in terms of what they are doing and happening, and then try to create a FOMO for this user to see that you know this is something uh, which you can try because your peers are already doing it. And uh, these are the few things which we observed based on your usage and everything, which, which we see would really benefit you in terms of achieving your X Y Z goal which you have. Uh, Got it. So spending a lot of time and looking into what they are actually doing is is the metric for driving adoption. Similarly, if I you talk about the website traffic and everything, personalization makes a lot of sense, and I think you guys are doing a great work. in terms of helping businesses uh, first of all identify what are the things uh, their visitors or their prospects are doing on the website and then finding that with that research which they have like whatever okay. that uh, understanding that is that either that understanding of their buyer personas or ideal customers and all that and then showing that same picture which builds that connect uh, true true yeah basically when we started even uh, like custom fit right the very first thing what we wanted to tackle was how can we help you understanding what is happening on the website right so like basically the whole uh, like you know one set of the our time went into building the tool which helps you and like you know like to give you a impulse like what to personalize when to personalize and whom to personalize right that's where we came up with all the whole tech of you know like journey explorer event analyzer formographic analysis hundreds of things over there that help you in the step to like basically we try to build as a complete cycle okay first helping you understanding what is happening and then personalizing without any code change and then studying how people are reacting in the different experiences right that that that's very important right uh, follow up with that thing like um, you know uh, one thing i want to ask you like since actually we uh, like i was asking you i asked you the question related to the you know uh, how you are going to t- you know understand the pulse now tell me one thing like how are you going to set up a feedback loop with the customers okay you know like uh, can you like what are some best practices you uh, use and apply yeah so there are a couple of things uh, around gathering feedback one is that uh, you know one level of feedback is what is the effort or uh, you know time spent by a user in terms of adopting that feature then mm-hmm. second level of feedback is what is their overall experience in terms of interacting with the platform as a whole and then third is that what is their probability of recommending this platform to somebody else right and now there are three different tools uh, or like you know i should say three different techniques which which businesses use including airmeet one is mm-hmm. the customer effort score right mm-hmm. that is Uh, and an insight into what is the amount of effort it would require a customer or a user to basically to execute a particular action within the platform right mm-hmm. so that that's the first thing which we look into right then another is the nps score the net promoter score that tells you about what is the overall probability or you know of this user to kind of promote airmeet or any platform to their friend or a colleague right so that gives you an understanding of uh, how mature they are as your customers whether they are the promoters or uh, passive in terms of you know neutral to your product or detractors detractors are people who are very high probability of either getting churned or like have had a bad experience with your platform so they, they the chances of them talking negative about your product is higher right so you first need to understand the pulse of of your customer in terms of where where they fall and what is uh you know what is the amount of effort it took them to maybe try a certain feature and then once you have this level of understanding then you'll have to need to personalize your reach out to each of these set like people who are promoters 
you want to use this as people you want to build your product with right so you need to get their feedback you want to make them part of your early access program these would also be the people who give you case studies these would mm-hmm. also be the people who will write you g2 crowd reviews right correct, so you want correct. to basically have a very high touch engagement with these people then second is the passives right now these people are neutral to your product mm-hmm. you want to make sure you they are positively aligned with that experience so they say exactly. if the next cycle of the nps which happens say after 3 months 6 months whatever you this time frame you decide you want to make sure that the next time nps happens and they kind of come across that survey they rate you in the promoter range mm-hmm. so what do you need to mm-hmm. do for that you need to tell ask them a very point blank question what would it take you to rate them at 11 on a scale of 10 the next time <laughs> they see the nps right and yeah, they will right. tell you things about that you know your your product needs xyz feature or maybe i had your everything is great but it, it it there are certain things which i'm concerned about uh, right so once you have an understanding of that and you know mostly uh, like one problem which we face uh, with the passes is that they they ask for a certain feature if it which you already have in our product so that means discovery is a problem for you right so your product marketing teams also need to spend time in terms of addressing those things which is coming oh. out as the discoverability problem from the passives now the third category right. is the detractors right uh-huh. these are people who can either talk negative or have had a bad experience and they're <laughs> definitely not promoting you right correct yeah, right. you need to basically have uh, an approach towards first asking what is that bad experience which they have which you don't know about right second thing is once you know about that bad experience what you can do about it third mm-hmm. thing is chances are you get feedback about uh, that you know i raised a request of building something 6 months back or 4 months back and i don't see that happening in your product right now so what is the state of affairs there mm-hmm. so first thing is that you need to be uh, empathetic towards uh, what has been their experience and then try to fix that if that is something which cannot be fixed then you need to first take the step back apologize and you know acknowledge that you know how you guys you as a business can fix uh, mm-hmm. that from happening again second is that if there is something which they are asking which is not on their product roadmap be honest to them exactly like, uh, okay. like uh-huh. back at back at vwo uh, when we used to run nps service we sometimes used to get uh, you know feature requests which which we which we wasn't planning to prioritize right and that time we were happy to recommend our competitors who have it oh okay. because we know for a fact that if we keep them hanging with a with a false hope or a threat chances of them become becoming bitter is way higher then then you know then being honest with them so being honest with your detractors is a very important thing correct and not coming out as somebody who's just like holding them with false hopes <laughs> no that that's a very good point right now now okay now next thing is like what's your take on community building like is it part of your marketing mix how do you design and validate the customer retention and loyalty program yes so community building is definitely a very uh, essential part for two things one is that it helps you get a lot of feedback in terms of your evangelists your you know advocates and people who are trying your product and second is it also helps you shape your brand you get a lot of feedback on how your customers or how your community perceives your brand right because mostly people think brand is either a design sense of your website right some people think design uh, brand is how you basically communicate with your marketing and you know different certain features and all that honestly brand is anything and everything which how your customer perceives perceives you or your product your company's personality right 
the reason apple is very famous is because people don't see them as the makers of uh, iphone or you know or like the airpods and all of those things they see them as the company who has a vision around building advanced great technology for generation exactly exactly right? so they know yeah. even if they buy an iphone which is not major upgrade from the last version they have bought that iphone is still the best in class and in the next 4 years 3 years when they plan to use it they would get the best tech in the industry right so this is the kind of personality you need to showcase and you need to first have an understanding of how whether your customers or prospects are having the same perce- perception about you or not if they don't have that perception then i think that is the time and that is the feedback you get from your community in terms of how to work things out now to create a community you need to basically first of all understand where you are creating the community right correct now uh, as I, i was talking about the research part in the beginning that you know you need to have a decent understanding of your buyer personas and exactly. your ideal huh. customers you also need to have an understanding of where they are hanging out right uh, and similarly you need to have a decent understanding of where you planning to start this community right now uh, if you planning to start a community on facebook or any of the other platform like instagram or you know like reddit or anywhere else you need to first understand what kind of a niche this platform is in right what is the set of uh, interest groups or what is the size of the users it has or what is the amount of competitors you have at these places because all of these going to be your judge of you know if you start a community on facebook chances are that you will be uh, you know picking a pin out of the pack of hay right because there's so much noise there's so many competitors or you know people freelancers all already doing what you are doing already trying to add value in terms of things you are already talking about right so you have to first of all understand what is the market for that social media platform and then effectively reject platforms which you don't want to build a community on right i think it's very difficult to pick a platform but it's easier to reject certain platforms and for rejecting those platforms you have to like first of all understanding your buyer persona and see what kind of people hang out at these platforms and when you see that there is isn't a very big overlap or there is a very high chance of competition already being present at this platform don't choose that platform the reason for that is you would have very limited time or like very limited resources to kind of invest in in terms of building a community if you are doing that at the wrong places chances are that you won't see like you know the kind of growth or expectation which you have from building a community right so you maybe start a community or you will only find 200 people there right mm-hmm. if you see that the potential of that platform is to get to 10000 people right because those other 9800 people would already be part of a lot many groups like you so they will mm-hmm. see that you might be an aggregator instead of being an evangelist or being the subject matter expert so the second thing to talk about building community is that you need to position yourself as a subject matter expert correct right so these two things uh, is very essential so whether picking the right platform being a subject matter expert and the third thing is that you need to be consistent with with what you are posting because exactly exactly i i don't want to be around people who just solves my problems say one day in a month <laughs> right when when yeah. i have growing pains every day yeah, i am yeah. looking for help every day right so similarly i need people and i want to want to surround myself with the right kind of guys or communities or forums where i see things moving for me be it in the, on the aspiration side of my career be it 
on the day to day challenges which i face uh, in my in my career in my life and all of those things so whatever your niche is don't just add value in of, for your niche but also what other problems these people have so like as custom fit is in the market martech space you might be as a product so helping businesses to convert better right like convert Correct. more people from the Correct. market but Correct. this could be product marketers this could be digital marketers this could be paid marketers right and there are other problems in their life as well like correct ad, sure. uh, uh, attribution is a problem right exactly so, uh, then uh, have an understanding of how they drive seo is a problem so talk about those topics as well because chances are even if you solve all the problems in your space these five people might be struggling with solving problem with your tool and a combined problem that exactly exactly that sync as well So yeah, these right. are things which are essential for building a community, and you know, tips or like things which we guys are trying at Airmeet and you know places we I have worked at. Nice, nice. Yeah, this was very, very informative, Utkarsh. Like even uh, in our our case, right? Like you, what you told is really right. Like basically, uh, you know, like we cater, like custom fit caters to you know growth size companies, like Series A plus thing. So we get a lot of uh, you know inquiries from the startup background where uh, the traffic itself is very less. Very first thing we guide them. We also okay, you know, let them to go to the tools or use the tools or we refer them to the tools and and even actually different guides. helping them how you can drive the traffic onto the website like basically that's your first motto right so like then only the custom fit comes into picture it helps you out like basically we come into the picture once a vista lands onto the website right before that you need to do so much of things to drive the traffic right so we just okay initially we let them go because that's not like basically they like you know they the for them the focus has to be on creating the demand over there right so that that but also we try to educate them okay like basically showcase them how you can do these things and all all right so that's one thing and since actually you are from the you know the ab testing optimization background uh, or experiment experience background right uh, like i want to ask you you know like for example which help our viewers also like how do you position your product or how you are going to you know how you are planning to position your product um, on the website uh, differently after creating your customer personas like basically i see the airmeet has different segment of the personas right okay depending upon the size of the company region you are targeting or uh, it can be you know uh, like uh, the, I, you can define the icp or you can just talk about your icp but also we want to like that how you are going to you know plan uh, to you know position your website differently for different segments yeah so if i talking about you know personas and icps uh, we kind of cater to a lot of uh, different industries like uh, like if i talk about education industry education industry are doing a lot in terms of getting their uh, students placed or mm-hmm. on the other side they are doing a lot in terms of ad- admitting new new students to their to their college or university then similarly if i talk about vcs and startups they are either you know looking to venture as a sprout as as a, as a business and are looking for funding so like you know mm-hmm. venture capitalist groups uh, are are also like a good uh, persona for us. then there are association which are professional associations like Uh, like you know the fiki or the cii of the world like commerce uh, institutes and all of those things so uh, these are people who are actually working together uh, amongst their peers and everything and you know kind of shaping the entire industry from ground up right similarly retail similarly saas businesses who are looking to launch products or you know have like uh, like a virtual hq kind of a place for for their organization to kind of operate remotely Right, so there are different personas and different, uh, you know, ICPs for for Airmeet. 
how we are currently catering is that you know uh, we have uh, dedicated pages and dedicated uh, real estate on the website uh, to basically talk about these use cases and talk about what are the innovations or what are the you know uh, how different uh, companies from their industry are already using airmeet as 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 their go to platform for solving their industry problems right the the ones which are talked about uh, so that is one thing so how we are kind of personalizing that currently we use a very spec- uh, basic way of personalizing things which is like the their ip country right mm-hmm. so based mm-hmm. on which region they are coming from we showcase them those customers uh, we showcase them use cases which uh, say indian uh, you know saas companies are trying to do with with air meet events or mm-hmm. uh, what what you know european customers european colleges are trying to do with you know with their career fairs and all of those things mm-hmm. so currently it's a very simple level of personalization and simple level of segregation onto the website experience uh, definitely there are more we can do like you know as i was talking about the research where you know clearbit built with all these platforms kind of enrich uh, the entire space so we also use this platform called vw what it does is that you know uh it helps us run experiments on a specific uh, group yeah. and that group could be a niche those group could be industries or could could be you know the region they're coming from and all that and this gives us decent amount of insights into what this target group or segment is looking for onto the website right so say if somebody is coming uh, and we can basically enrich leads from uh, we can enrich the experience from clearbit and integrated with vw and then you know uh, run an experiment for people who are coming from the uh, education space mm-hmm. or coming from united states right or like a particular region and then uh, based on their experience of uh, airmeet or everything uh, we if if they are so I say not taking a certain actions we run a survey asking those people that if you don't take a uh, an action today then what would be the reason behind it? or what is that one thing you are looking for on the page which you are not able to find like Mm-hmm. like these are few things which gives us qualitative feedback in terms of how should we should position ourselves in front of these audiences right second thing is correct we do a lot of uh, jdpt means jobs to be done framework based interviews with people mm-hmm. coming from these industries so if we, okay, say we okay. have certain customers from the education industry we have certain customers coming from Uh, the saas background all that we do these interviews and these are like structured interviews which not talks about we does not talk about aspirational questions it talks about questions or things which they have done in the past got it right just yeah, to give yeah. you an example i won't ask you uh, that have you recommended airmeet to a friend or a colleague or how what are the things you know how how do you see our, us as as a platform all that we'll ask you a very point by question Why, why, when was the last time you talked about airmeet in your conversation to a friend or a colleague right narrate as the conversation right so that person would have to tell us about what that person told it could be a friend it could be his own manager it could be somebody who's a colleague right and they that that conversation could go like that you know hey we were talking about doing a event, event and uh, this is this is what we you know plan to do our mm-hmm. conversation could be like you know i, I was at, at at a at a at a cafe and a, a friend told me that you know i am also looking to start my own <laughs> community then and then i told him that you know i am currently using airmit and this you should also use it then the yeah, immediate second okay. question is that how do you narrate or you know uh, basically talk about airmit's position to a friend 
so that means that gives an understanding of how they think about you whether they think of you as a meetup platform or whether they think of you as a as a comprehensive you know virtual conference platform right or whether they see you as some a platform which has a great networking lounge and all of that thing so that ways you get a flavor of what are your usps as a product how uh, your marketing is getting perceived by the people who are actually using your platform right mm-hmm. and then what are the things or keywords or nomenclature they use while you know communicating with their peers and how do they understand right so we need to use all of that in our positioning as well Sorry. we need to use no. the same keywords terminologies and everything in terms of how they narrating the our product to us and uh-huh. then we have to use, take that insight and then you know use it in our business. the same thing got it got it makes sense makes sense and since you're from this uh, ab uh, industry right basically you work for vw and all like you know we are towards the experience side when the see the custom fit what do you think or how do you see uh, you know uh, the difference between experiment versus experience like uh, like from your angle uh, you know like basically people think that personalization is adding the first name last name or company name all those things but you know that thing it can be so much deep right it can totally change the entire uh, uh, the look uh, basically you know entire uh, the way you are trying to communicate or the entire pitch of the website as if uh, you can make your website custom made uh, or you make your you know customers feel that hey this is the platform custom made exactly uh, for the use cases which i'm looking at right so how do you like uh, just i want to understand from your angle like how do you think the ab testing versus the or say experiment versus the experience thing how the world is changing i don't think there there is a need for saying versus because both these things are complementary right they go mm-hmm. hand in hand like if i talk about conversion optimization there are three pillars to it one is mm-hmm. that you do a lot of research in terms of behavioral side of things of how user is Correct. behaving on your website those are basically moments for you to understand what are they say the friction points of of your website experience what are the places where your navigation is going wrong what are the things which uh, which are barriers for uh, your uh, you know visitors or customers in terms of taking an action right correct get that understanding and you write an hypothesis hypothesis is anything which is your assumption based on the thing which you have already seen which your visitors are doing right once you have an hypothesis you kind of test it out through ab testing through spread testing and all of those things correct correct and once uh, you have an understanding of what works and what not works personalization is that one thing which basically troubles or triples your efforts right so once you have like a decent understanding of what is working now yeah. you know how, how that insight plays out when you say move move the needle slightly a bit like right? yeah. so if yeah. you were first talking about anybody onto the website then you start going niche into one industry then you started going niche into one kind of persona then you start going yeah. niche into one side of uh, the region and everything and once now when you're collecting your research based on these segments you're running experiments as a whole or based on these segments and that's the time when you use platform like custom fit or use the uh, the personalized personalization angle to so if you improved your conversion rate say by 5% by you know doing that hypothesis thing and then running it as a test by personalization you take that 5 to 15 right yeah. because now you have understood that what works for that particular niche and it's important to showcase them that experience ongoingly and these things need all these three things the research the testing and the experience uh, the personalization part goes hand in hand because 
it's a it's a continuation process it's a continuous exactly, process exactly right? exactly right because you uh, don't stop at building one experience and then personalizing it for for mm-hmm. one set of customers mm-hmm. because your as your customers coming onto the platform try different new case, new use cases similarly your experience side of things should also you know be evolving or transforming based on what new learnings you are having or getting correct, or receiving correct. through your research so that that's how i see the overall space of conversion optimization i don't think there's a uh, testing versus uh, you know personalization debate here because uh, exactly both the things exactly. No, that's very well. I mean, uh, very good request. Like you put it in a very nice way, and because it's a kind of complementing each other, right? They are not competing. That's exactly what I wanted to communicate through this uh, channel. Like you know, it's it's a both goes hand in hand. Okay, you need to get that hypothesis correct, and then okay, you know, start executing that thing. Right. Cool. And uh, just a couple of questions. Okay, I have related to you know, uh, like um, uh, your uh, outbound thing. uh like just i want to ask you one thing okay are you uh, game for paid or organic which one is your favorite honestly i am i am for revenue so <laughs> so any any channel uh, okay. which, which helps me solve uh, you know my immediate pain point uh, be it paid marketing or organic uh, is, is mm-hmm. good enough the problem with organic is that it takes a lot of time to get paid mm-hmm. right uh, like but organic is something which holds your business when every other channel is not delivering right like say if there is a seasonality in your business right like say uh, if if you are uh, if we are a platform which hosts uh, say concerts or you know thing like that now or you are you are a platform which sells tickets for a concert now in in this in this time nobody is attending concert but people are attending events on virtual platform but because yeah. this is not have happening as an exclusive event uh, you might not get the returns as expected similarly uh, say if you are uh, a restaurant business in a in a in a middle eastern country right then ramazan is the time when chances are that you won't see a lot of business coming in right mm, so if mm, there is a seasonality mm. in your business organic is something which keeps or you know post getting you correct all all the right things or you know post the make sure that you get decent amount of lead coming from at least one channel and all of those things paid marketing and other things are uh, are definitely important in the initial days because it 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 kind of creates a level playing field with you and your competitors right like that there could be certain competitors in your industry which are like sharks right but if you have a sizable uh, problem statement and you know you are solving it really well paid marketing kind of put them up, gives you a, you know level playing field in terms of showcasing your brand your your product uh, in terms of what problem you are solving to everybody who's who's like you know who's who's the target audience so makes sense it makes depends sense. on yeah. what kind of a problem you're trying to solve and then you decide whether whether paid or organic i'm a fan for conversion rates and you know revenue so whatever gives me that mix uh, as early as possible and i'm up for that perfect perfect can you please share me one most successful campaign which you handled uh, so far Uh, at the same time also one campaign okay which failed uh, you know like basically we want to learn from both of your experience if i talk about uh, great campaigns like you know uh, so when i was at wwo uh, and uh, i mean i was i was also taking up co marketing co marketing mm-hmm. is uh, collaborative marketing with other uh, companies or partners or influencers mm-hmm. who has the same target audience as you right 
So okay, okay. VW was a Martech product. I was also collaborating with companies like HubSpot, GetResponse, AdRoll, and all mm-hmm. of that. Who also markets to uh, marketers or you know PM folks and uh, 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 like personas like that, but does not have a conflicting product as us, right? So we can co-promote each other's services. We can co-promote each other's products, right? Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. we created uh, an ebook with HubSpot. Where oh, we okay. showcase is a eight weeks CRO planner, so basically <sighs> telling any business about how they should think about conversion optimization. What should they do in the first eight weeks, right? Like mm. starting from okay. understanding the quantitative side of things in terms of getting into their Google Analytics dashboard, understanding what 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 is their bounce, what is what is the overall mm. traffic, and all of those those things. Then based on that. Uh, you know, using simple platforms like VW or Hotjar or any and any of correct, any of correct, those correct. platforms, uh-huh, then uh-huh. have an understanding of uh, how visitors are behaving. Once you have that, got how it. to write your first hypothesis? Right. Do all all the way till the eighth week of starting your first test, and then how to evaluate results? Because the problem with running experiments is uh, you run it, and because your hypothesis could be you know uh, here and there, and you might not get a win. Right, correct, win correct. means an uplift in conversion rate. Correct, and exactly. Because seven huh. out of ten experiments fail, right? Chances of getting hit hit by a failure and not trying that again is way higher than you know seeing returns or success out of a conversion rate optimization. So how do you interpret your report? How do you make sure that even your report tells you about certain opportunities which you can try mm. and iterate on? Right. So those were like the first eight weeks of uh, planning your conversion rate optimization. If if anybody is still interested, uh, VW still has that uh, ebook on 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 their website. It's free. Oh, and is everything. it? Okay. Yeah. So we we did that with HubSpot, uh-huh, and uh-huh. Uh, in the first month itself, uh, we got three thousand downloads for it. Oh, okay. And uh, somewhere around four hundred to four fifty leads. Leads means demo request coming for VW. Perfect. Uh, okay. Now there were couple of things uh, which I think would work really well was that because we were the subject matter experts of conversion optimization. Correct. And, correct. And how you should go about it, we kind of had the authority to talk about. Mm, the second mm, thing mm. is because we partnered with a brand like HubSpot, we nailed distribution and network. Correct. Uh, correct. They have this huge distribution network exactly. already existing. So we kind of nailed down right. on on the distribution part. Correct. Correct. And the third correct. part was we were, uh, it the piece was a very high quality piece and it was very hands on. Like it mm-hmm. has actionable things to do in week one, week two, week three, and those were even those weeks were divided into like a calendar. Like what will you do on Monday? What will you do on Tuesday? What will you do on Thursday? And you know things like that. So there, every slide of that ebook was an action or a task for this person. So that way, mm. uh, people who were reading. Reading that committed to committed to the content. Right? Come on, yeah, correct. And that correct. led to a viral loop of people sharing it with their peers, people sharing uh-huh. it with their friends, right? So those correct. are like few yeah. learnings around marketing. Uh, you know, anything which which you create, like have <laughs> like position yourself as subject matter expert. Correct. Correct. content. Second is that nail down on your distribution, and that should come from you know, like I was talking about the community building part. Like you know, which are the right places you want to. You don't mm-hmm. want to do it at like all the places which you know, like mm-hmm. you know, don't don't go viral with, uh, with with this one ebook on on paid on 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 Facebook on and everything. <laughs> you should do that, but you have you have like might have like a limited team or resources mm-hmm. or time mm-hmm. to do all of this thing. So invest in places and invest 
do a really great job at it. Like have, I have a plan around it. And third is because make it actionable and add a sense of virality to that content. Give proper CTAs saying like share it with the friend. Give proper CTAs in terms of committing to uh, what you're writing. Have like an understanding of, you know, taking an action, what you're reading and what, what, are the, what is the insight coming out of it. Because when you, once you kind of start building a repo through your content in terms of, you know, say if, uh, if I am doing this session with you and ultimately somebody goes and downloads this ebook, right? This is a virality loop of correct, the correct. right? And you want to tap on that. You want to correct, have those correct. things within, within the content. Right, so mm. this is this is one of uh, one of the like very successful campaigns we did uh, uh, at at VW. If I talk about failures, there are multiple things uh, you know mm. why why a campaign fails. Exactly, uh, huh. and and I think this has to do a lot with planning and uh, timing uh, of, of, mm-hmm. of how much you have in terms of you know planning things out. Uh, we have done that with a lot of product launches. Right, because uh, while you know for startups, it's a great impression uh, to kind of build or add new features every week. Right, marketers have a very hard time in terms of communicating <laughs> that to to uh, to the audience, to taking it out in the market, to driving adoption for that and all that. So that has happened uh, quite a few times where you know, say uh, there has been times when we are launching too many pro- uh, features in in the same month or in in, in a couple of weeks. That has been the time when you know we haven't spent a lot of thought in terms of how how do we plan to position uh, this or how we do we plan to uh, measure distribution, measure adoption, and all of those things. Even though we have some idea in terms of uh, in the past uh, launches we have done, but like sometimes because of lack of planning, say mm-hmm. uh, if there is a checklist of how you launch products, right? Like you want to do a PR, you want to do uh, in in app notification, you want to do mm-hmm. a send an email mm-hmm. campaign, add it to newsletter, mm-hmm. all of that. But if you have only one week to plan, I, I don't think you would be able to tap on to uh, things. Yeah, right. You can't justify it out. Exactly. You pick your top three or something something like that, right? So yeah, that's when, yeah. when planning fails uh, and that's when, you know, when, when when you don't come out as, like, get get the amount of return you, you expect out of the campaign. So, yeah, those mm-hmm. are, like, examples of uh, learnings and failures uh, from Make, campaign cool. marketing. Makes sense. And how do you ensure the ROI on your marketing campaigns uh, is optimal? Like uh, what kind of the guidelines you follow? I think uh, it's very important when, when you're uh, kind of understanding what, what kind of a return of investment you want on any campaign or exercises, uh, you need to have very clear goals and objectives. Right? Mm. And goals and objectives comes from un- answering the hows and the whys and the whats of, of, of the world in terms of, you know, what is that one metric I'm looking to optimize by this exercise which I'm doing, right? What kind of a value which people would get by reading this content piece or when I run this campaign or, you know, what kind of ex- ex- expectation I have in terms of when I would call this campaign a success, right? What are the, my ways of measuring effectiveness? Like how do I attribute mm-hmm. it to different channels? Like, you know, how, how am I measuring performance of each and every activity I'm doing? And all those that. So when I have a like a solid plan in place around answering the what, why, and hows of, or around a particular marketing campaign, or uh, in terms of you know measuring success or an objective, that is that is when I confidently say that I am getting some ROI, right? Now mm. a lot of people, 
and and for a lot of businesses even including airme when we do big product launches we always attach a dollar value to it mm-hmm. meaning uh, that if say ticketing experience is is one new product feature which we launched mm-hmm. and there is already a market of ticketing uh, mm-hmm. outside you know airme like you know there could be a Correct. lot of companies yeah. who sell tickets yeah. help no. businesses sell tickets on top of their events Mm-hmm. so there should be a dollar value or there should be at least some pie of the market we should be taking or mm. you know, owning grabbing it once yeah. this product is up right mm-hmm. second thing is uh, what is going to be the overall adoption for this particular feature in our existing customer base right because mm-hmm. that's a good measure of what kind of a dollar value we should have uh, in if they if the ticketing market is say a billion dollar market then what what kind of a pie we should be uh, gunning at say at the end of the year or at the end of the quarter or all of those things right so having a decent understanding of what is going to be the adoption rate of existing customers and then you also breaking the, break down the existing customer into three categories which are people who are highly engaged meaning that this part of the feature there are a lot of people who are requesting it repeatedly and they're doing a lot of events but they're not using airmeet right mm-hmm. so what will this push would do them ideally they should convert as people who are using airme ticket hmm. Hmm. second is people who are moderately engaged meaning this feature is a good upgrade for them but they are not maybe doing a lot of events on airme right now right now then this feature becomes a lucrative play in in our entire platform offering that you know hey now you can also sell tickets hmm. so you don't hmm. have to manage multiple platforms Correct. Correct. Uh, exactly. With 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 along with the event, right? So that is another positioning which we have to draft and then you know plan it and then ha- assign a certain adoption rate to this. Rate this to that. Segment. Correct. Then the correct, third correct. segment is disengaged people. People uh-huh. who tried Airmeet once and did not come back, or uh-huh. people uh-huh. who tried Airmeet, uh, you know, or churned in in a, in a few months and all that. Now this for this for this set, your update might not make sense because they are not using the platform. So you need mm-hmm. to first educate them and get them back on the value of your uh, positioning and, and the platform, Correct. and then also tell them that now you can also sell it, right? So Makes that's sense. there. Yeah. This thing becomes sec- secondary. The new product becomes secondary, and the major value proposition of of your overall get product becomes primary. Perfect. Right? Yeah, yeah. Once you have that in place, you can d- assign a dollar value, which could be your ROI metric uh, or your success metric. then based on these segments you can define on an adoption rate that mm, would become the mm. success metric and if you have that understanding and you also club it with one layer of feedback right mm, you mm, also mm. want to keep improving as a product correct, right? correct so third kind or our secondary roi is that i will get a lot of feedback which will which i will use to improve this feature mm, which will help mm, me mm. to improve my pie in the revenue uh, market right like which will help me in terms of getting uh, maybe expanding my existing customers in terms of dollar value so like this is how you should think about roi and you should have clear success criteria expectation and goals around how you plan to measure you know that's really nice utkash like basically you just not scratch the surface you went you know a mile deeper Yeah. That, that's good according to you what is the biggest challenge uh, you know the marketers from 2021 era facing 
I mean, uh, like for example, what I also want to include is how this pandemic affected the thinking of the marketers, or has it increased their challenges, or you know, it helped them out. Like, what do you, what's your take on this? Yeah, so I will. Uh, I I won't be able to talk uh, on behalf of all marketers, but I can talk about things which I am currently observing. Mm-hmm. One thing uh, I am currently observing is that the attention span of people is dropping uh, like anything, right? Like people. Initially, there was this uh, this term point that you know people have a goldfish memory, mm-hmm. and goldfish has a memory of uh, four to five seconds. Correct, correct. So get if it. you don't get them in the first four to five seconds, uh, I mean, <clears throat> chances are that you know it will be a miss for you. Another thing uh, which I am currently facing is that there's a mutual outrage uh, towards coming out as salesy, right? Mm-hmm. So outbound efforts are taking a hit. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, if you send a cold email campaign, chances are people won't like won't pay much attention because correct, there correct. are few things which you need before sending in you know cold cold. Correct. Correct, correct. Correct. So uh, that is another thing that you know outbound is not working for a lot of people. Now, third thing which is happening and and you you will also see a transformation in 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 the handheld phones and or in the all, all the other technology we use uh, to basically communicate is that these. You know, businesses like Apple, Samsung, OnePlus, and all of that uh, are spending a lot of, uh, you know, their efforts on the innovation of how they can create Zen mode uh, for for their users, right? That how they can keep Correct. them away from notifications, how they can reduce stress, right? Correct. Correct. And that just means lesser opportunity for marketers to showcase their product in front of them, right? Like so, chances are uh, in the future we would. We as marketers also have, would have to be creative about how we are, uh, you know, being to the point, being honest, and may, build that connect uh, with people, which has like a very small attention span. And chances are they have they put their phones on, you know, the Zen mode or like do not disturb mode after seven o'clock, right? Uh, so how how do we solve this for this problem? Yeah, it's something yeah. which I feel that you know marketers would soon gonna start chasing because like if I talk about myself, I personally put my phone on do not disturb or I do not you know use social media for more than 30 minutes, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And that is those are like very little time for my you know for for people to kind of reach out to me. Good, right? good. I, I might good. be available over the weekends and then you know these are opportunity areas which uh, marketers would need to research about. That what are yeah, those places yeah. which I do on the weekends? Like what are the places where I hang out on the weekend? Then yeah. what kind of notification or emails I invite in my inbox? Right. Mm-hmm. So you would have to make make best use of that. So the chances are, uh, like people are unsubscribing a lot from the marketing messaging, right? But there's a de facto way of uh, marketing to them, which are like your product emails, right? Correct. So you need to be very creative in not coming out as but you're also sending or delivering that message which you want them right Makes so these sense. are going yeah. to be huge battles which we'll see uh, <laughs> true 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 because even actually in, if you see the other thing also right there are a lot of uh, you know data versus happening uh, the trends that are troubling the marketers such as browser restriction cookie list thing identity resolution user consent so on right so like, um, uh, what do you think? Okay, what is that one important uh, data point which you can't afford to lose? I think uh, in, in this, uh, you know, world of high privacy and everything, I think con- 
consent is one thing <laughs> which which <laughs> you should be you know capturing really well because yeah. honestly like you know uh, it does not help to market to people who don't want your content exactly exactly who don't want yeah. to interact with your brand like you know uh, because first of all there are so many forums right now which which is which basically empowers them to talk about their experience right and they will shut you down uh, even before you start right correct so, true so you need to first and, and second thing is that even though you market to those people they will only add to the frustration right yeah. so even if they don't publicly call you out if if i know about a brand which has you know like you must have uh, uh, like received a lot of emails and everything for phone calls from policy bazaar bank bazaar and all that right right even though they're great platforms to give you the yeah. right deals they spam you like hell exactly right? exactly and that's exactly. why they are you know gathering a lot of negative reputation around how, how their market similarly like you know white hat junior was scrutinized a lot uh for for you know they uh, deceiving marketing came correct correct exactly. correct so you don't want to be be at that spot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so capture content and only market to folks who subscribe to your content and i think there is an easier way to make sure that people subscribe to your content yeah, it's it's cleaner way and basically yeah. like you know the two also you are reaching out to the people who are ready to receive your message right that's yeah. a great thing uh, tell me one I, thing ha huh. sorry yeah, if go you're ahead, a subject please. matter expert i think you don't have to worry a lot about uh, you know marketing a lot because once you start building a community once people start seeing that you know your methods the way you're helping them with framework the way you're helping mm-hmm. them to think mm-hmm. and not just you know recommending tools or you know making making affiliate money or whatever that thing is uh, they will come to you they will they naturally get attracted to you. like there is a reason that you know why uh, say dave gahart brian uh, messi uh playa these people have like an audience because they're not selling correct they're, they're educating exactly exactly that's right word who oh, man really good and uh, uh, tell me one thing okay who is your mentor in marketing like uh, the one person whom you look up to when you are in deep trouble or you need uh, uh, you know good advice when you th- when you when the things are not working as planned uh, like who, who is that one guy or a uh, no, couple of like if you want to name more than one that's also fine Yeah so uh, you want to give a shout out Yeah so uh, I confide a lot in my team mm-hmm. uh, right and uh, that's one thing which I honestly I work really hard about like I try to uh, build a repo with with my team right my manager uh, Mr Madhu Nair like he's he's one another person who I look forward to when when you know uh, maybe when I run into a trouble because Uh, i think one one thing is that you know you need to spend a lot of time in terms of delivering value inside your team mm-hmm. you basically expect that you know once you're fall into trouble there is somebody to go to right and you don't do this for that exchange you mm-hmm. do it because that's how you uh, collectively win as a team correct man that's right uh, so that's one thing if i talk about is the people in the industry uh, i already spoke about dave gahart where you know i get my marketing or like product marketing wisdom from Uh, then Brian Macy, Pep Laya are like the right people to get uh, insights on conversion optimization. Then I'm also reading content on uh, you know how revenue si- operation side of things kind of improve. So profit well, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jason Campbell is another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you want to follow him? Yeah, yeah. So he he's another guy who talks like great sense about you know conversion through things which which are not sales and marketing. 
correct. things nice. which are outside which 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 requires minimal effort like just hmm. solving your dunning problem can give you a 2% 3% revenue boost and this is like you're spending zero money for that correct right? correct you're just true, true. writing five six email campaigns and that's a you know revenue jump you're seeing Generally, yeah, you know, uh, content coming from Chargebee, Zora, like these are <coughs> platforms I follow. Uh, AppQs is another platform, uh, and like you know, Eric Keaton is is the VP of marketing there, who puts like great content. Uh, then there's Westbush, who like writes a lot of uh, product-led growth content. Uh, so yeah, these are the people who I follow uh, getting my sure. market. Nice, nice. Even actually, I follow the like basically Chargebee is our customer. Like their content is really great. Like uh, you know something which we like, you know like stumble on like uh, as soon as actually there is anything new released and very well organized, uh, very cleanly. You know even their UX thing, even if they release a blog, everything the 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 way they organize uh, the entire content is something okay noteworthy. Uh, that which definitely you know we we take a lot of inputs from those kind of the blogs which now we have started uh, on our blog journey. So some of the things which are you know yeah, getting those from are them. actually like the right places to look at for recommendations. Correct, correct. So sure, like sure. they are like the Cadillacs of the industry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. And finally, uh, Utkarsh, like uh, you know, one mm-hmm. advice uh, which you want to give, uh, uh, for one advice from your side for an entry level marketer for a successful career. Yeah, if I talk about uh, people who are starting their career. Uh, I mean, there there could be a lot of advice about them that you know. Uh, I think one thing they could, which which is really in their control is, uh, and that would also help in their career is uh, that you know marketing as a landscape is continuously evolving, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to spend time in educating yourself, right? So even like I am, I am in, I have been in the SaaS industry for over seven years, and I still dedicate, uh, you know, one hour a day or thirty minutes a day. in terms of reading about either a book on business or reading about the marketing landscape reading about you know how you can work and use a certain framework uh, as a tool and when i said tool uh, not meaning you know platforms but also uh, meaning that the thinking process of how you exactly. think about okay. solving uh-huh. right you should as a as, as a early marketer uh, you should spend a lot of time in terms of dedicating some time either throughout your day or in your week right reading about marketing now these places could be uh, blogs from for all the people which we have discussed right uh, this could be any book uh, or could be you know audio books on you know audible uh, or these could be podcasts right like there are a lot of people who are doing podcasts and i personally like listen to uh, you know master of scale by uh, you know sure. reed hoffman i listen to dgmd uh, podcast i also listen to everyone hates marketer right Uh, and like these are like great podcasts which really helps you in terms of building that thinking part mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, you know uh, even though there are certain frameworks and you know uh, methodologies you will find in terms of solving a particular problem you won't be able to solve all the problems with one framework exactly right? exactly it, it, it's exactly. your ability to think and then think. understand which makes you a generalist right right and i think as a marketer in the early days you need to spend time to become a generalist because then <laughs> is the right time you can decide at which is that one thing or two things you want to go deep into correct correct makes sense so, and even actually i go through these podcasts like uh, you know master of scales uh, saas breakthroughs like basically uh, my uh, daily one hour uh, routine is when i jog 
uh, you know so that's one thing okay basically i will be with myself okay with the partner nothing <laughs> around me okay just my focus to run and then listen to that thing uh, that's a kind of hobby what i developed since last one year and uh, not one one of year right so that's really helping me like basically there you are trying to interact with bunch of the different folks and also as soon as i listen that thing i will create uh, you know myself a write up that hey these are all the things which i learned from this thing and i also try to reach out to the host and you know uh, the guest in that podcast and see okay hey this is what actually i learned from this thing so anything okay which you can suggest us okay you know uh, like that that also tries to uh, you know um, uh, create that uh, uh, the relationship uh, like with the fellow marketers okay it's not just what they told on that thing can any point of the time when you see there is a confusion or okay you need certain inputs you can direct you have those you know the whole umbrella of uh, the fellow marketers who can help you out and uh, like and, and i am sure that okay the people around us right so they are definitely want to help it's the kind of uh, you know they are also in the same boat some point of the time in their career so they like they don't hesitate like basically you should not hesitate to ask them and they will also you know like more more than generous enough to accept uh, you know your request and they can definitely help you exactly exactly it needs to be a thriving network mm-hmm. who, who mm-hmm. helps each other to grow go together correct you know, correct that, that that's the crux of it true true thanks so this is really great show like uh, i don't know when like uh, ashwini just informed me that we just passed one hour <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time okay our shows were almost like 40 minutes 45 minutes like we just like i just saw the time when ashwini uh, told me thanks it's lot of uh, you know goodies lot of information our you know viewers can get a uh, yes, lot of learnings from uh, they can get lot, from this lots of learning even we are into that phase and uh, we need to take lessons from you that you actually followed into your life yeah i mean like you know uh, it's mostly comes from reading and experiencing things like if you have that intuitive thing about you know how to go about a problem i think uh, the first mistake which i see a lot of people do is that they you know say that they are a marketer or you know they kind of assign them a personality which is like singular uh, right correct you need to be more like problem solvers right exactly exactly irrespective of whether it's a paid marketing problem it's a business it's a revenue operations problem it's a it's a product marketing problem you should need a, a understanding and a thinking or a framework to solve any problem exactly. and when i say any problem yeah. is all any business problem right uh, and yeah. i think founders are doing that brilliantly because they kind of wear a lot of different hats uh, and they are also like the pe- people who are also solving marketing problems sales problems <laughs> you know product problems and all of that in their own way right but they know that they have like a thinking ability and that framework to, to go about it. So I think that is one thing which needs to be developed, and that with that you can like pretty much solve any problem. True, uh, true, man. That's uh, because uh, even when we hire the people, right, not just the marketing department, whether it's a back end, front end, uh, you know, uh, like even the customer success and all. One thing what we you know uh, check the the most important things are do they have these problem solving ability. the logic they have and then then comes actually the knowledge expertise those things okay if you don't have that in your blood stream right you can't uh, you know you can't make them uh, you can't feed them or you can't keep on mentoring them right so it's they should know just throw the problem at them they should try to score the way they can go and okay solve the thing right so that's yeah, the, I, that's I, I i came across a post uh, recently right and this is this was one interview question which was posted and this just to judge this thing right how you can judge this in an interview so the person asked that you know ask a candidate uh, to two part of the same question which is first tell me how does my company make money 
and how do you see us improving in terms of our pricing model in the next two years to come right so that basically tells puts a person in a spot in terms of first of all understanding what is the problem like how are we making money and how do we see ourselves evolving as a business in terms of you know how you plan to make money in the future so that person would should be smart enough to first of all kind find loopholes in terms of what is wrong with our current pricing for that that person needs to understand our pricing or how how we make money as a business and then recommend ideas so this is like a perfect uh, like an example to ask or a question to ask in terms of why hiring candidates so that you know to have an understanding no, that, of how that's, they that's solve me. a problem like that, that that's something yeah. which is which i have like you know mind blown while reading so, <laughs> no that's true like even uh, in the, the interviews which i take right what i do is i pause the interview for 15 minutes okay in that thing i ask them okay just go to our website okay you just go and you tell me what is that okay we are trying to you know or like what is that okay customer is all about okay what kind of the problem we are solving so whom we are trying to target and all those things and which in that live meeting like basically live interview we pause it for 15 20 minutes and then we just make them to go around because it's like you know so that's a real time experience okay once they come back we will able to judge within that 15 minutes of the time how deep they went okay like what and all things which they studied okay what they did right so that gives us lot of um, you know information for me to understand what how quick the fellow was how deep the fellow was or how you know like uh, what kind of the like ability of the thinking okay where he can go and check it and all that that's true that's true yeah, that's cool. a great way to just yeah yeah thanks utgarsh this is <laughs> again great talking to you yeah, and okay. i i am yeah like i i i i am sure that okay our you know viewers will get a lot of um, you know learning from this thing awesome thanks 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 ashwin thanks thank you so much utgarsh all right Bye. let me just stop the video